0: And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, of Papa in Omaha, Nebraska. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Condraman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, Chaz Bogan of Walnut Creek, California, uh, and uh, uh, ChazBogan.com. Uh, and he will be talking today about... For the holidays. Afterwards, they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work, as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-host, uh, Miss Cat and Contramenta Lee. Miss Kat?
1: Hi. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for that introduction, but i got to make a correction. It is not Chaz Bogan. It's Papa G. Papa um, G,
0: oh can't... my goodness! I am so sorry. <laughs> I had to do everything. So, I realized my script was not up, and I had to just pull things up out of my head. So I am so sorry, Papa G. <laughs> well, your your
1: your head is a week ahead <laughs> because Chaz will be on next week, but um, Ooh, but today it's, it's Papa G. Yeah, it's Papa G. You are psychic. <laughs> you're a little too psychic today, but thanks anyway. All right, no, this is uh, it's all Papas today. Um so, um Papa Umao Mau double Papas. um okay, so, um, this is cat, not a papa, and um <laughs> just a nice old uh, granny, I guess granny cat is what my grandchildren call me, um so I'm gonna say hello, and um, let's get back on track here, um we uh wanna give a nice shout out to all of our friends who join us in the chat room every week. And um, we've got quite a few people piling in already. And thank you all for doing that. Some of you are listed as guests. Some of you have your names. And um, I may call out some names as we go along. I noticed Lady Marie Thoreau is in. And um, Lady Marie Turow, um I just found out that I knew you under another name. And uh, so I want to give you a special big um, over the air hug, interestingly enough, I was just looking at something you wrote under your other name in a book <laughs> just now, and uh that was published by um, Missionary Independent spiritual Church so Lady Marie, hi, Madam Samantha. hello, Reverend Dr. Sweets, and of course, um, Alchemical Artisans Hour, and all of the people who've signed up as guests also um Well, there's somebody I can't read exactly what they want to call themselves. Moon Age Daydream, I guess is what it is, plus Whistler Spirit. So hello to you all. And um, today we're going to be talking about um, hoodoo for the holidays with Papa G. But before we go to that, I want to just talk a little bit about our holidays here and what we're doing and planning We're spending our holidays painting our little church. As some of you know, it burned down in July, and we are having painted, um, built and painted. And every week I give you an update. If you go to uh, the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church Facebook page or to my Facebook page, you'll see that the paint is going on, and um, Bo Maldonado is now the man in charge, and it's looking very good. And we want to thank Bo. We want to thank everybody who contributed and donated to the rebuilding of the church. We're not sure when we're going to have it rededicated, the the exact date, but um, we know it will be in time for the April 14th and 15th Hoodoo Heritage Festival in Santa Rosa, and it will be in time for the April 9th through 13th hands-on apprenticeship that I will be teaching here at my Property, which is where Lucky Mojo and the church are located. So, everything is going according to plan. We will be offering uh, candle services. We're not sure when. We, we're just, you know, we're, we're working on a nice, steady-paced timeline, uh, getting everything set up. And we got to thank Wayne Yeager for the rebuilding of the candle altars. And um, it's going to look great. And we're just, you'll be surprised and pleased when you see it all. But Stay tuned. Either go to my uh, Facebook page, that's Catherine Ironwood, or go to the Facebook page for the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. So that's all the news that I have here. Oh, one other piece of news. Um, Miss Aida turned in her book. It's the first book finished. Um, she beat everyone else out um, for, the, for the prize. Um, we're doing four books that will be released next April. We, every year, do four to five new books on magical traditions from around the world, mostly hoodoo. This one is a book on African-American and a few other cultures just thrown in for the spice, uh, Breakup Spells. It's a fantastic book. I've been editing on it steadily, and uh, it's really... It's going to be as big a hit as her cursing book. It's going to be fantastic. And um, so... Papa G. just post posted, I submitted a great breakup spell that Miss Aida is including. Yes, indeed, you did. And um, and Miss Aida is, um, we call her the nurse who can curse. She has spent time as a professional nurse. Um, and her uh, cursing book is in its second printing and selling very well. So that's really good news here. Now, um, I'm going to Ask Kondra to come on in. Uh, we've been seeing all about the fires in Southern California. I believe that where you are is relatively safe, but how is the air quality where you are?
2: Thanks, Kat. Yeah, um, there are definitely, you know, we had fires in Northern California, and now we have fires in Southern California. And it seems to be when one fire goes out, another one kind of springs up. And this is just, you know, California is known for its fires and known for its uh, earthquakes. Um, and so the air quality is a little bit, uh, rough for those of us that, that, uh, enjoy clean air, which is hopefully all of us. Um, it is a little ashy. It is a little, you can smell smoke, but it's in a distance. It isn't so much so that it's making it impossible to go out or anything like that. Um, but it, it's, you know, working hard, sending strong prayers to everyone affected. There's a lot of people affected, um, it, uh, affected mostly uh, the kind of hills of Beverly Hills, uh, a lot of mansions. Oddly enough, Rupert Murdoch's house caught on fire. Uh, Rupert Murdoch <laughs> is the, the owner of Fox, um, who, in a kind of weird karmic twist, only a few uh, months before was tweeting about how uh, global warming wasn't real. So um, it, mm-hmm. seems, it seems like this is a good reminder of what's going on, but other than that, I've been very busy. Uh, based off of uh, the conversation we've been having in the past few weeks, especially doing lots of political magic and and things like that. For those of you that are following politics, tax reform stuff really twisted. We just found out recently, and I thought you'd be interested in this. Cat is that there's a provision in there, um, uh, in the new tax, so-called tax reform, whatever you want to call it, um, that actually targets uh, insurance for fires and earthquakes. And I'm going, hmm. I wonder which state. They're attacking, um, obviously, the, the most progressive state in, in the United States, which is right. California. So lots of wow. twisted stuff there, but been busy with political work uh, and magic with the order. Um, but other than that, doing well, uh, just trying to stay indoors and away from the smoke and ash.
1: Wow. Well, a lot going on down there and um we've been checking in regularly with our colleagues, friends, clients and customers down in Southern California and um it's been Pretty bad. The closer you are to Ventura the worse the air is. Yeah, and um we definitely. just send a lot of prayers to everybody. We lived through it here. We had our fire when our church burned in July. We had the huge fires of October up here when Sonoma, Mendocino and Lake Counties and Napa County all were burning and now it's down there. In Ventura, Los Angeles area and um and I've I've heard even some little outbreaks in San Diego. Uh, guys, stay safe and uh, we love you all and everyone hang in there if you want to post prayers for anybody, for any reason whether to keep uh, fire away whether for protection whether for love of those who have fallen by the wayside in one way or another you can go to the Crystal Silence League and um, post your prayers don't use people's full names don't give their addresses don't give their phone numbers now that's against our terms of service But the Crystal Silence League is a wonderful way to uh, connect with the Divine Spirit through the prayers of others, see what other people are praying for, too. Some pray only for themselves. Some pray to help others. Some pray to help um, the planet, animals. Some pray for political outcomes. There are many different types of prayers posted at the Crystal Silence League. It's anonymous. You don't have to use your real name, and I recommend it. Very much pray for California for more rain <laughs> because um, we really want to have uh, um, our land, um, you know, doing well. Also, pray for the people that the political oppression will come to an end and pray for people to stand together and not be moved. All right, now I'm going to bring in our guest, and <clears throat> our guest today is Papa G. Welcome to the show, Papa G.
3: Hello, hello. Another
1: <clears> Taurus. <throat> you know, we just call this all Taurus,
3: all the time.
1: We we could just call this the the lucky mojo Taurus hour. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 often have these full houses of Tauruses. I don't know what it's about, but it it works well for us. A Papaji. For those who do not know you, I'm going to give just a brief introduction. You've been on the show before, but folks, uh-huh. Papaji has had many uh, ventures. He has published books. He has stores. He has um, different types of products. Papaji makes teas, perfumes, soaps, has published incredible books on soaps, on aromatherapy oil, and um, if you are ever down in Tennessee, look up. Papa G, because this is a man who knows it all, does it all, uh, and really is one of these practical Tauruses who can mix you up a batch of anything and get it to you the way you want it. A real hard worker. So, Papa G, welcome to the show. Now, our subject is is, uh, who do for the holidays. And as usual, I'm going to just give a little quick. Mm -hmm. um, Of course, the word the holidays. Usually when we say that word in English, we mean the holidays that take place in the fall and winter of the year. Um, Pretty much um, we can say that the holidays start with Jewish New Year or Samhain, Halloween, Day of the Dead, sort of, you know, kind of progressing through Thanksgiving and then on to Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. Those are the holidays that we all think of as the holidays. There are holidays all around the year, and there are other religions and other cultures that have other high holy days and other um, special New Year celebrations like the uh, Asian New Year, which is in February. But usually when we think of the holidays, we think of the winter season from the fall equinox to uh, New Year's and slightly beyond to Epiphany, which is in January. And so I don't mind using that word. I mean, all of the holidays. I I used to want to put out a holiday calendar that had every known holiday on it, because, you know, every day is a holiday with you. But in this case, I'm just going to throw in a little bit about holiday foods. Back in 2014, a missionary-independent spiritual church published a book called Hoodoo Food, and it was edited by Sister Robin Peterson. And It was the best of the recipes that were um, entered into contests that we had where the recipes were actually submitted for taste testing, and we voted on them. And in this um, book, there are ten pages of recipes using magical food ingredients, by which I mean uh, herbs that are used for magic, spices that are used for magic, and that give a taste or flavor to the food but also have a traditional use as luck. Now, New Year's luck again includes all the way from Rosh Hashanah on through the secular New Year on January 1st. So we have, you know, things like black eyed peas, but we also have um, a little less traditional things like Golden Fortune corn fritters and um, Texas caviar for the New Year and Rosh Hashanah cinnamon pot roast, which was um, a very nice old recipe of a Jewish nature. And, um,. And also we have another Jewish honey cake for the new year for business and a Scandinavian glog for Yule. And so we tried to get a little bit from different cultures for the new year. And this book, um, Hoodoo Food, is just a a nice book. It has all the recipes and tells you why these foods are magical. And um, it costs nine bucks. And I recommend it highly to anybody. Having introduced that, I'm now gonna turn this over to Papa G and he's gonna give us his rundown of the uh holiday hoodoo that he knows. Okay, take it away, Papa G.
3: Thank you, Miss Kat. Um I am gonna say I taught this exact same topic as a class last week. It had thirteen people and we had a really good time with it, so they actually had to I think everybody in the store wanted to come in and tell us to calm it down, we were laughing so much, so but um thinking about doing laying tricks at Christmas, people think, you know, is that appropriate? Should I you know, isn't this the time of love and joy? But um actually what I was um, teaching the students was during like the Christmas season, people have holiday stress, they're bustle, you know, bustling around getting everything done and often through their their own innate drive to be more loving and accepting during the Christmas season, that's when it's easy to lay a trick on them, mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're a little more yeah. accepting to to do something like, open a Christmas card that you've dusted with hot foot powder, <laughs> 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 So you know, send it, it, it. Your enemy might go ahead and open this. So, oh, they want to. They want to be more forgiving this time of year. It's like, yeah, happy holidays. Touch the back of this card. Um, but um, I do want to mention, and this is a funny story I put in my magical oils book. You have when you dust cards for things, and it could be for love. It doesn't have to be for hot foot or anything like that. Um, you have to get most of it off. We had a customer get money powder from us one time and she just poured it all over her money and then took it to the bank to be deposited and mm-hmm. the FBI wanted to know what this powder was
4: mm-hmm. on her money
3: so, so you know you, you can't leave traces behind of what's what you've done some people even use oh, like a makeup brush to keep them like love, healing baneful, they keep their brushes separated to dust things
4: with
1: yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to jump in here. We've had a couple of people uh, tell us they dusted their money to go play at the casino, or oiled their money, which is kind of a little over the top. And the money was rejected from the money machines because of having too much powder or too much oil on it. So you got to be, you got to know how to use your. Um, stuff you're going to pray into it and uh, tap that powder off. Some people will not actually um, brush the powder on with a makeup brush, but put it in their hand, poof, and blow a little of that on, um, blowing from the palm of the hand. Very typical way to work.
3: Hey, someone asked, did ask me that because I demonstrated how to blow it, up, even blow it off. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You're you're putting in your own room. I said, my own room is not my target, so it's not going to do anything. <laughs>
1: Right. Oh, that's true. That's true. Although, on the other hand, some people prefer to work outdoors or to work um, in the bathroom when doing negative tricks. Everyone has their own way of doing it, and those are old, respected ways to work. Um, I'm also going to say that uh, Miss Michael in the chat room, just she's such a trip. Miss Michaela posted warm, cozy Christmas slippers dusted with hot foot powder. Oh yes, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just and thinking of thinking of Miss Aura Laforest. Now there's a lady who knits, and if you're a friend of Aura Laforest on Facebook, and you ought to be if you're not, follow her. She posts everything she knits. She she takes her knitting yarns and wets them in. Whatever she wants, whether it's for good or for bad, she wets the yarn and then lets it dry. And then she knits those socks. Socks, And with every stitch she takes, she makes a wish. So there are hundreds, thousands of stitches in every sock. And every sock has been locked in on the her wishes. Amazing stuff.
3: Which is, you know, focusing your attention is the main thing. Instead of just doing one thing and walking away, that's the main Mm-hmm. Energy in any work you do. Um, I Mm -hmm. I did find a lot of instances about, like I was talking about, like, what you do to Christmas cards. But I also thought of, there are things about the cards we receive. We often Mm -hmm. forget those. The cards we receive, were touched by the people who sent them. And most of the time, you have their signature, Mm. which is maybe the only time of the year you might get it.
1: Wow, um, that's amazing to think about, yes.
3: And not just cards follow the same line as wrapping paper. And, of course, you can dust wrapping paper. But, I, you know, I tell people make sure you, d- if you were to dust it, you dust it after you're done with the tape. After you're done taping it up, otherwise you're going to leave dust <laughs> under the tape as well as a good mm-hmm. fingerprint for them to use back on you. So.
1: <laughs> that's really but, um, important, Yeah.
3: But um, I thought of a, a, a good trick for the wrapping paper, because most of it is white on the back, is you can actually write an entire petition on the back side of the paper using chalk, white chalk. And mm-hmm. no one will see it. You can sit there and write all over the entire surface, over and over and over again. Just, you know, wow. blow it off slightly. Um, but, you know, they've unwrapped an entire petition, and even more so choose paper that is really expensive that they will want to keep because mm. that way it may be in their house for like a whole year waiting for them to use it for something else
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah wow
1: yes i'm going to say add something to that too um, I find that it's very, if you want someone to keep wrapping paper, yes, you want expensive paper, it's also sometimes a good idea to use a more generic paper. In other words, it doesn't have Santa Clauses or trees or Hanukkah menorahs or anything like that on it, but just is lavishly gilded and silvered and gold. They then can use it for birthday presents or other things, and they will keep it around because they don't see it as seasonal.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Go ahead and go on, Germaine,
2: I just wanted to state that one of the things about the holidays, too, is that it involves a lot of people coming over to your house. Um, And so you have to kind of negotiate that. I'm a big fan of laying out powders in your own home or sprinkling peace water just to keep things um, amicable. You have all those people there. There's always tension that's been built up over the year. Another kind of good method is the scent of cinnamon. I mean, there's a reason we smell it a lot during the holidays. It has a fantastic effect. It warms up an area. It gets encourages people to open up and talk, but it also brings in good fortune. It's a lucky scent. Cinnamon is often used in a variety of different luck products, money products. So cinnamon, laying out some powders, rubbing it right into your own carpet, sprinkling peace water—all great ways of kind of doing sneaky tricks within your own home.
1: Yeah, I and I'm going to add to that just general mulling spices or what we call pumpkin pie spices: um, allspice, mace, um, ginger. All of these have good qualities to them. Many of them are uplifting, energizing, heating without burning, and they also, many of them are used for money. Cloves is also used for friendship as well as money. And uh, a lot of people will buy these mulling spices that you just basically put in water and boil on the stove. Of course, you can put them in apple cider and make a spiced cider as well. But think of those mulling spices as what they are, look them up in Hoodoo Urban Root Magic and you'll see that most of the spices that are used for making mulled wine or mulled cider are actually highly fortunate spices, wonderful spices, and they will bring a lot of good luck to the family.
3: We actually sell mulling spices in our store at Christmas, so, and you know mm-hmm. we always have it going and sampling it out for people. so. And it does have most yeah. of the, and also also most of the ingredients you find in a pumpkin pie.
1: That's, That's right. Same thing. Right. Well, I I once wrote up a thing. It's a, it's listed up at Hoodoo Psychics. If you go to Hoodoo Psychics, and it's a thing about um, instant prosperity powder. <laughs> just just buy pumpkin pie spice and be done with it. You don't have to go <laughs> through a lot of you know just go to the grocery store pumpkin pie spice. It has everything you need for prosperity. You can then mix it with whatever. Uh, like uh, cornstarch, if that's all you got in your house, and use that. That is your best prosperity powder on the cheap to make with cornstarch and pumpkin pie spice. Don't put in too much spice, make yourself sneeze now. But um, it works wonders, and you don't have to spend a fortune on it. it I just want to say something else too, about, yeah.
3: oh, I'm sorry, about a wrapping paper that I found when I was doing researching this was mm-hmm. also if you can keep wrapping paper that people gave uh, gifts people gave you especially if they have corresponding colors to to magical elements keep it and you sort of make a, like a um, a mojo envelope versus a mojo bag
4: mhm
3: using that christmas paper that this person has touched
1: that's a very neat way to work. If you, uh, again, for people who don't know what that means, and some people will talk about, um, you know, you fold it and then fold it again and make a little, like a booklet type thing. But there's a better way to fold um, a square, and it can be any size of square, to make a packet that locks and does not open. You can write your petition on one side, fold it up. You can find the way to fold that piece of paper in my book, Paper in My Shoe. And many people have bought the book just to get the diagram of how to fold (laughs) the darn paper. But but that allows you to write on the inside of the into it, whatever you want to. You make a little envelope, and then it tucks into itself, and um, it doesn't require any glue, any pins, any tape, anything. It's a totally self-sealing little paper packet. And um, it's a square when you start. You can, like I said, get the book, paper, and my shoe, and you'll see it. But if you make that... Um, out of Christmas paper from a gift your target um, gave you, you've got something. For instance, maybe somebody gave you a present, and, and you know they're a relative, but they weren't really nice to you. And you now you have the paper, and you say, uh, "May this coming year bring joy and happiness between us. May we uh, rekindle uh, our friendship as cousins. May things go good between us." And um, you write that on the inside of that paper. Put in some. Uh, maybe a hair they shed, maybe a hair of yours, maybe some uh, little bit of friendship um, herbs and um, clove powder, for instance, or whatever it might be for friendship, rose petals, and then fold that little paper up. And uh, as Miss Michael said, you can slip it down in a frame behind a photo of the person, or you can um, put it into something else in, around your house, just any kind of thing like that.
3: And there, There's tons of things you can do with ornaments, especially- Especially, Mm -hmm. I think, the clear ones that you can stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I was thinking one way, like let's say someone wanted to keep their husband, uh, keep him faithful. Maybe he Mm hasn't
4: met. My Mm
3: -hmm. idea was to actually take um, uh, a single piece of paper, type your petition out instead of handwriting it because it looks less suspicious. Type the whole thing out over and over and over off off the paper. And then go to one of these craft stores and get these special cutters and then cut mm-hmm. that petition up into little snowflakes,
4: mm-hmm. dump it down
3: in that Christmas ball, and then include something something like a couple of red berries or something in it, or to, to draw your eye to it and hang it right in the center of the tree at eye level where he'll see it every time he looks at the Christmas tree. He's actually looking at your petition. He just can't piece the words together because you cut it up into snowflakes. It's like making you
1: know, wow. sigils
3: in pieces.
1: Wow, there's a there's another one that I really like, which is um, glass ornaments for um, for trees, which are or garlands, which are um, painted or silvered. You cannot see inside them. Most of them have a little um, crown shape, like a reverse crown, little top that has springs, a little spring in it, and you pull it off. You can fill that. Um, you can fill it with herbs. You can fill it with um, wishes, words, and um, and those types of, of ornaments are um, wonderful to use on the tree. Um, we actually sell um, uh, these ourselves at our shop, and they're made by a woman named Lisa Warwick who used to work for us, and she's a a wonderful artist, and they come in different colors. There's pale blue. They're all, Each one's different. They're all hand-swirled paint, and they're in the shape of a heart. So there are pale blue ones for healing. There are pale pink ones for romance. There are more reddish ones for love. There are green ones for money. There are lavender ones for uh, same-sex love. And uh, they're just all different, and you can um, color coordinate them. They're not that expensive. They come with a little instruction that tells what they're used for. You pop the top off, put in the herbs or the paper or whatever it is you want, put it right back together again, hang it on the tree, and there it is. And nobody knows what you did. Just a heart on a tree.
3: And along the line of ornaments, another thing I've came across, or uh, I don't know, I don't even know, I researched this for a while, <laughs> was. Um, the same way you would use big candles, um, mm-hmm. get ornaments in that look like people—Santa, gingerbread mm-hmm. man, a toy soldier, a ballerina—and let it represent. A, let it be a doll baby.
1: Oh, that's wonderful!
3: And put that it on is the tree. I Actually, a, found a ballerina yeah. ornament to show at my class after I after I put that in there.
1: Wow. That's a that's a classic. I have a tree completely covered with figural and representational ornaments. Uh, everything from walnuts and pickles and mushrooms to um, sphinxes and matadors and, and Native Americans and you name it. It's just everything. <laughs> Daffodils and uh, squirrels and of course an amazing number of Santas. Um, there's even an ornament with Jesus Christ on it. It's just, you know, they make ornaments for everything. Right. And that's a wonderful way to work. I have, in particular, some ornaments that look like my daughter did when she was a child. And there's one that I call the Screaming Althea. That's my daughter's name, Althea. The <laughs> Screaming Althea, or Don't Brush My Hair. And it's this angel with little wings, and she's holding her hair up and screaming and having a temper tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable little um, glass charm course, from Germany.
3: Of course, all those you could anoint with whatever oil your your situation is. I'd even thought if you choose a star tree topper versus like an angel or something that that would be perfect to anoint with crown of uh, crown of success
4: because mm-hmm. it's
3: supposed to represent guiding you towards something this next you know the into the next year just like the you know the star guided the guided the magi.
1: Yes. Um Also, there are ornaments in the form of trains and cars and ships. Maybe you mm-hmm. want a new car, you get a car ornament. you put your wish inside that ornament. you know may in this coming year, may I be able to afford to purchase my new car and, and do you uh, have train ornaments?
3: Miss cat do we have to ask?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do have, I have some locomotives, yes I do, Um, old steam engine locomotives, and I have a couple of cars, I've kind of invested very heavily in Santas, and if you've seen my husband, you would know why, Um, because I have a a thin Santa husband, and so every Santa reminds me of my husband, and I don't buy too many fat Santas, because my husband is a thin Santa.
2: (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. The yeah. holidays are also a fantastic time to, to give tricked gifts of any type. We talked about wrapping paper and whatnot, but one of my favorite ways of, of tricking a gift or giving a sneaky gift is to make my own candle or back salts. These are great gifts and people love it and they use it around. You can get yourself a candle making kit if you don't know how to make candles, but making candles are actually quite easy and you can do so from candles you, you know, leftover wax. You can do so from even crayons if you want to make it kind of colorful and unique. And as the, the, the wax is, is kind of drying, uh, you can add, or, or as you're making it the, the mold, you can easily add a couple drops of whatever condition oil you want. So it's a great way, let's say you want to drop a couple attraction or blessing uh, drops of oil in there for someone that you like, just for them to have a good year um, or money drawing or love me if this is a potential romance. But you can also easily put in double cross oil, which is great for these kind of uh sneaky tricks. Crossing oil or hot foot. Not so much that when they light the candle, like, oh God, what is this horrific scent? But just a couple drops added in there, mixed in, um, and then let it dry and then you give it as a gift. You can put it in some uh shorn crap and then and, and give with a little bow and be like, Look, I made this it's I'm all crafty and they love it and they light it in their homes without even knowing What it is that's causing all the mischief or all that good similarly you can make bath salts your own bath salts um or or add a couple a little bit of uh lucky mojo bath salts into a larger epsom salt uh, bath salt kit hand it to them they'll love it they'll use it bath salts are a little tricky You, you they have to actually use it in order for it to work so you you know their personality better are they a person who's likely going to use it or not but the candle they just have to set it in their home and you're good to go both are really good ways of, of bringing your influence and power uh into someone's home.
3: Yeah, I love That's the a, hiding things in plain sight kind of, type yeah. of
1: magic. I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, yeah. jump to wreaths. Okay, I'm a big wreath fan. I just love wreaths. Um there's you know, everyone puts out that wreath on their front door, you know, and some people put out artificial wreaths and some people put out, you know, natural product wreaths or a combination with twigs but maybe plastic flowers, or berries. Wreaths are a good way uh, to get your message across. We don't think too much about it. We go, oh, it's pine needles, okay, and oh, uh, there's some red berries, as pyracantha. But you can actually, if you buy a wreath, and it is natural, you can tuck in some herbs or leaves that have a meaning, and they won't even notice that you've done it. Uh, they could be protective like bay leaves, for instance. They could be to drive vermin away like eucalyptus leaves. If you have nice whole leaves that you can put into the thing. If you want to drive someone away, you can use barberry. If you can get barberry branches, and it's not hard to get it if you live where they are, get barberry and just twine that into the wreath. And that is, Katie, bar the door. It's just barred, right? So there's a there's a lot of way to work with wreaths that I find Um, subtle. You can also, of course, oil the wreath or put some scent on it, spray some scent. One way to uh, spray things is to put them into a a little mister with a little bit of the oil, a little bit of water, or a little bit of um, oil, carrier oil. Some people put in a little bit of Hoyt's Cologne or Florida water fits for good. Shake it up, spritz it, and now you've spritzed the entire uh, wreath or whatever it is you're working on with that um, particular scent you want it to be.
3: Fern branches for keeping evil from entering the home.
1: That's right. Rosemary for women to rule the home, and rosemary will keep fresh in a wreath for quite a while. Um, you know, you just have to pick it and um, and put it in. It it won't wither real fast because it's a little tree like branch. Well, uh, mistletoe these...
3: for keeping away love jinxes oh, my and people.
1: God, mistletoe for kissing under. I think oh, yeah. mistletoe, yeah. mistletoe is very traditional. You put up mistletoe, in a, you know, between two rooms, and whoever walks over the threshold kisses whoever they're closest to. We sell a lot of mistletoe um, for use in in magic spells year round, but now is the time when you can buy and get fresh mistletoe. And if you live out here in Northern California, you can just climb a tree; it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> you can also Miss Michael says a live rosemary plant in a little bucket makes a good Christmas gift for a harried wife. Absolutely, Miss Michael. Wow, well we've probably given you guys more ideas than you'll ever use. Thank you, Papa G. That was a fantastic topic. Lots of good work that can be done around the holidays because everyone shows up for the holidays. All right. We're gonna do some readings for people. We're gonna turn this over to Papa Newt.
0: Thank you, Miss Cat and Countryman Lee and uh Oh, I am so sorry. I am disorganized today for some reason, folks. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Ali, and this week's special guest, Papa G, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through, uh, through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog, talk, radio, or via t- Telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and first caller. Our first caller is calling in from 214. 214- in Dallas, Texas, this is Dr. Liam. Dr. Liam, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Well, welcome to the show. Now, have you uh, been on the show previously or just have listened to us before?
5: No, just listened to you all before. Oh,
0: Well, well, welcome to the show. Now, I see that you have not had any uh, private readings with Miss Kat or Conshman Ali, but you have had um, a reading with Miss Aida back on November 2017 on this same uh, situation?
5: No, it was um, regarding the um, clairvoyant I was working with at the time. Okay. Okay, thank you. And Dr. Liam writes, "I
0: have received word from my guides that both my girlfriend and I have been cursed and hexed. I do not, in- I did not inquire as to the full extent to the uh, to those people went through to hurt us. However, I did ask if it was more than one person, and the response was yes. I, wa- I want to ensure that my course of treatment on crossing firewall of protection then walk over." no evil will help to remove all that has been done and protect us turn back to you miss cat
1: all right well dr liam um let me ask you a couple of questions because i you know want to kind of i have not read for you before and i want to make sure i do the right thing and get to know you in the right way so um what is your sign of the zodiac i'm a virgo Virgo okay and um and what is your girlfriend's sign
5: uh, she's after me so I think that's Libra
1: right okay, you're a Virgo and she's a Libra okay and um now you've received uh information from spirit that you have been um, uh, attacked, and I'm going to um ask um, more than the fact that, yes, you've got some information about that it was, you know, done. What have you experienced? Did you uh, suffer injuries? Did you suffer losses? Has there been depression? What is the nature of the attack, misconnections? You know, what what has gone on? Uh,
5: well, since... Um say about 2012, things have Mm -hmm. really gone downhill as far as um, my girlfriend had to retire on disability from work, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. facing retirement on disability as well. And we've been trying to um, buy a home and Mm -hmm. it's been an exhausting process over the past year, most definitely, because every time we Gotten to a point where we could, you know, something happens that's out of our control. For example, when recently when Equifax was hit, you know, her identity was stolen and accounts continue to pop up even after, you know, the freezes are on the account, which is unrealistic. You know, so I'm, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's things like that where it's completely that, out of I our hate. control.
1: And it seems to be somewhat affecting your finances and your health, mostly. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. All right. And um, all right. Now I'm going to um, uh, answer your question as best I can, which is um, I want to ensure my course of treatment, uncrossing, firewall, or protection, then fear not to walk over evil will help remove all that has been done. All right. So is this a good course of action? Uh, card number one is the High Priestess. That is a very good card for magic users, particularly for women. It is about um, uh, placing things in the right perspective, having freedom from evil, using wisdom. And I'm going to say that this card may indicate that you also might want to use some prayer, because uh, this lady has the Egyptian crown of Hathor Isis, she has the Christian cross on her bosom, she has the Torah or Jewish book of the law in her lap, and she has the crescent moon of Islam at her feet, and if nothing else, you would be recommended to use the Jewish Psalms and possibly the Muslim surahs for protection. And this card says you can do that protection. And it's a good card, a very, very good card. It says, Seek Out Wisdom. And now you mentioned you had worked with uh, Miss Aida. And Miss Aida would come under this high priestess type of woman. She has been initiated in uh, uh, Afro-Caribbean religion, and she is a person who works in the Christian tradition. So I would say... She's a good guide and leader for you, but it could be anybody. You might find a person who is Jewish or or Muslim to guide you, but it does look like um, a female guide, and also that your girlfriend is probably a good guide for both of you. The next card uh, tells me that um, you may experience further uh, difficulty, but it will be of a relatively minor nature. And this is what we call a, an attack from below or a recurrent attack. And it shows a guy who's on a hill, and he has a a wand, and below him there are a bunch of people kind of poking up at him, their wands or staffs or sticks. But he's, he's on top. He's not going to be knocked off his perch. He should not run. But it just says the only fault that the man has is that he does not expect that he's going to have a second comeback attack. So what I'm telling you here is you want to prepare for the possibility of even after you do this, there may be another attack, but it will be minor. It's not a big um, problem because you can fend it off. It's not going to be um, forever, you know what I mean? What's going to happen here to you is um you'll get the upper hand and then there's going to be a little bit of a of a jump back and then you're going to knock that one down and it's okay. You're you're going to do okay. But don't lose heart when that second wave comes in because a lot of people do. They go, "Oh, it didn't work. I wasn't able to fight this thing off." This just says you better be prepared because there will be a second attempt and um uh, this card for those uh who you know want to learn how to read cards it's called the seven of wands and it shows the attack from below now what does that seven represent it can mean 7 months it can mean 7 days it can mean 7 weeks um it can mean the person is associated with the number 7 just a number to watch out for number 7 the third card is a very good card it's called temperance it's an angel pouring water between two cups and I call this card the interrupted journey you're on a path you come to some water you have to cross the water and then get back on the path in the water stands an angel with one foot in the water one foot on land and the angel is saying don't fear all is well the angel pours water between two cups that would be you and your girlfriend the two of you are in copacetic uh, relationship all is well between the two of you it is a card that says have faith have faith Keep your temper, be temperate. In other words, don't be using drugs or alcohol. Um, Keep your temper emotionally and be temperate uh, physically. And it says you will get back on the path and things will. You're not quite through the deal yet, but you will get back on the path. So I look at this as a great um, um, card, uh, the card of temperance. Okay, so that's what I have here for you. Now let me turn this over to Papa G.,
3: Hello, Dr. Liam. How are you today?
5: Hi, Dr. G. I'm fine. Thank you.
3: Um, I'm using what's called Lenormand cards. I like to call them down and dirty cards. They sort of get to the heart of something quickly with not a lot of information underneath, but they tell you what you need to know. Um, And the first card is the mice card, which sort of backs up what you're saying, that there is some sort of Influence in your life or your house that is causing some sort of deterioration because what do mice do? They get in your cabinets, eat your food, they take things away from you, so there is something taking you know, there being um a, you know a hex or a spirit or something there is something influencing your life that's taking away you know the good energy and leaving you with some. Unfortunately, some rotten luck. Um, these cards are written in pairs, so the next one tells me what you should do about it, which is um, the whip and the broom. And this is a card of you cleansing. It's about um, cleaning things up, whipping them into shape. So I think you did well starting with uh, Miss Aida, and you may continue with her, but it also tells me that you should do be doing a lot of cleansing work yourself and I always like to tell people um, to take to do cleansings on the, your person um, as well as your house but to do it on, your, on yourself first before cleansing your house or your property to lock out um, any further attacks or to protect you. To me, if you clean yourself first, it makes you a clean vessel in which to clean your house or to clean someone else. So you may do, do some um, cleansing baths, unhexing baths, to first get it off of you, and then go around and, and cleanse your house, and right behind it you can uh, use elements of protection. to. Um, so the, to me, that would be what how you would whip things into shape, clean them up. And um, the third card, I like to do four, because they are red in pairs, is the clover, which means... If you do all this, it shows the clover is is a luck card. It means you should have some good luck with it because it's also followed by the tower, which means professional. So to me, this entire thing means, yes, continue to keep seeing a professional to help you with the, you know, clean this up, get it taken care of so you can turn your luck around, but at the same time, you working with them. So you have both of your energies from both locations at the same time.
1: So this and is it. what we traditionally call backing up the work. In other words, you're going to be doing some cleansings yourself and some work, Dr. Liam, but you need a professional, and both of us kind of saw that. You you need someone to um, back up the work at their place with, with whatever kind of work you need done. In other words, it needs to be hit on two times at once. Okay. All right. Now, um uh, this is um a, a, a very interesting set of readings and I got to say something here for the for the people who are learning to read. The tower means something different in uh the Lenormand deck than it does in the uh, right yeah. of deck because the tower in the Lenormand deck is the built up professional tower. It's very, it's high career, high status. The tower card in the right of Smith tuck is a, a card should be really called the tower destroyed by lightning and its people being brought low. I just mention that because so many readers, new readers, listen to our show and tell me they've learned how to read from listening to our show. So that was a little tip to the to the novice readers. All right, um, I'm going to turn this over to Contraband Ali, and he's going to give some root work help. We know that Dr. Leem is already using uncrossing, fiery wall of protection, and fear not to walk over evil. So, uh, But let's see what, um, you, know, what uh, you have to say, Contraband Ali.
2: Yeah, I think um, you do need a little bit of work that will help with this. I think
1: fear not to walk over
2: evil, I think a variety of these are very good. Um, in particular, um, they address things like little powders that may be laid out. You are also recommended that you should work with Ms. Aida. So have Miss Aida do uh, some of the work. For example, she uh, can do the reversal work or address the enemies or wherever you're being attacked from. Um, she can address that. She can do reversal work. She can do um, binding work. She can deal with that while you deal with with your home and yourself. What I want you to do is first put up some good protection. Um, I like to use a cup of water with an egg in it and place that under your bed. What this does is it redirects anything that's thrown at you. When we're asleep, we're particularly vulnerable. So you want to do this until this issue is passed, until you are finally safe. You want to put this cup of water with an egg in it under your bed and refresh it every morning dispose of of the egg and water in running water if you can, if not at the crossroads, and then every night replace it, place it under your bed. This is a redirect so that anything that is attacking you goes to the cup of water and egg and doesn't hit you. Keep that up for as long as it takes until Miss Aida has bound the source and kept it from attacking you further, because both Miss Cat and Papa that she indicated that there is going to be uh, further attacks or, or continued work. Then I want you to do work to cleanse and then protect yourself. I'm going to use incense for the cleansing, and I'm going to use water for protection, because the star card that Miss Cat saw was in the third, uh, the future card. I see that as, as a sort of recommendation. The temperance.
1: It, it was
2: temperance, temperance not temperance. the star. Temperance, sorry. Temperance, <laughs> temperance. <laughs> <laughs> temperance. <laughs> it same, has water. Same water. <clears throat> right, thanks. Uh, And so, start off with the the incense. What I want you to do is get yourself Jinx Killer and Uncrossing Incense. Put this in a sensor, a thermal, or some type of heat-proof dish. Place this on the ground. Put a chair in front of it. Light the incense. Take a blanket or some type of cloth and wrap it around yourself and the incense. Be careful. You're not trying to to set the thing on fire. So so give yourself plenty of space, you know, arms stretch, whereas the incense can be right between your feet, kind of making a little bit of a teepee with it. And allow the incense to kind of roll up, winding up, kept within the blanket, touching every part of of your body. You can do the same uh, for your partner as well. And you're going to let this happen, and then you're going to throw off the blanket and stand up. You're not going to do anything with the ash. Instead, you're going to immediately put more incense on it and then smoke the entire house. Get, let the smoke get into every little nook and cranny into the home and then open up all the doors and windows so that the smoke is released out. Keep it open for at least 30 minutes to an hour. And while the, it's open, you could, uh, someone could stay at home. <clears throat> you take the uh, ashes to running water pour the ashes over your left shoulder walk away without looking back again if you can't get to running water crosswords will work as well the water and running water is a very strong theme in your readings once you've done this this has cleansed your house now we need to seal and protect it get yourself some protection uh, bath crystals or add a couple drops of protection oil into your floor wash into some type of floor wash and you're going to wash your floors with this, and you're going to wash from the front of your house to the back of your house. This is kind of the opposite direction of what we do when it comes to cleansing, and this is a great way of really Digging in that protection into the home, getting it into the floors, into the walls, clean it nicely. Um, You can even use a little bit of the oil to five-spot your doors and windows. Five-spot means you put a dot in each corner and in the center. The reason why I want you to use protection wash is because water is going to act as a protective agency for you. That's why I recommended The water and the egg in the beginning and why I'm recommending water at the end so that you can uh, protect yourself water has some way of disrupting and protecting you especially if uh, because of the type of attacks that are being directed at you water is going to absorb water is going to drive back water is going to cleanse so it's gonna work really really well in this case as a protective force it may be likely because they're using candles or the way that they're working well, the way this is coming out through spirit, it's, it's water is going to be the anathema to it. So that's why I want you to use a protective, protective wash in this case. That's my recommendation. Make sure you talk to Miss Aida. She will be able to customize it. Be able to say no. We're going to do it in a different way because she's read more and deadly, and she's going to work with you more hands-on as your as your kind of professional and get her to do the work to deal with the enemies. Let's see if Miss Cat and Papa G have anything to add.
1: Well, I don't have too much to add other than I like to use amulets, charms, and mirrors Um for um, stationary protection because I am an earth sign and everything that was said is good I would also seal the house with five spot as Ali said and I might consider and I would definitely if I were you put up some sort of um, reflection spell so a simple one that everyone loves is to just get a, a mirror like and put it up in when people walk in your house there's a mirror it looks nice you know people oh look I, my hair is right or whatever uh, people always have mirrors in the hall but that mirror should be dressed from behind with all types of things for warding off evil that's what i would recommend now here comes our bumper music so um we're going to turn this over to papa newt and he's going to bring in our next client
0: Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client And we're going to go ahead and go straight to the queue and select our caller, calling in from area code 202 in Washington, D.C. Uh, 202, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Welcome to the show. And what would you like to be called on the radio?
4: Natalie.
0: Natalie, pleasure to have you. And if you could, in a brief uh, couple of sentences, describe your situation for our guests.
4: Okay. It's about my boyfriend. Uh, I really believe that, well, I know he's an alcoholic, but I really believe he's also on drugs, illegal drugs. Mm -hmm. And uh, the people who told me, I believe they're the ones supplying it. All of us live in the house together together. They okay. are, free okay. the people who told me, they are freeloaders okay. and criminals themselves. Okay. And admitted so uh,
0: What What would your exactly question be uh, then? We have all this going on. What would your question be with the situation?
4: Is there something I could do to get him off? What can I do to get him off of the drugs? Is the situation hopeless, and how can I get rid of these freeloading people?
0: Certainly. Thank you very much. Turning back to you, Miss Kat.
1: All right. So we have a couple of of things here, and we may not be able to address them all. I'm not sure that giving Natalie a reading is actually what's needed. I think we just need to give some solid root work here. Uh, Number one, to get rid of the freeloaders. This is a hot sweat type of spell. And number two, to clean up um, the loved one so that he will be off of illegal drugs and off of alcohol and will seek treatment because usually without some sort of a treatment plan, uh, very few people, even with God's help, don't have the willpower. They fall again and again and again. So I'm going to start with the hot foot, and this is to get rid of the freeloaders. In my opinion, one of the best things you can do is literally just to sprinkle hot foot powder around them. Now, we were talking about sneaky tricks for the holidays, and this is a good way to use hot foot. You can use hot foot bath crystals in your floor wash. Um, you you don't want to get it up so that people will sniff it and know what it is, but you pray over it, um, and I would pray Psalms number one. Now, Psalms number one is in your Bible. It's the very first psalm, and it says that... Um, uh, that God doesn't like people who are sinners, God doesn't like people who are scornful, and God doesn't like people who are ungodly. And that they will be driven from and away from the congregation. They may not sit with the congregation. Well, the congregation mean who's ever in your home, who's ever in your church, whoever is your family. That's your congregation. So Psalms number one... Is a a good one to use to hot foot people. It says that the righteous, the godly, the good ones will be like a tree planted by the water, and they shall not be moved. They will bear fruit in their season. But the ungodly are like chaff that's driven before the winds. Well, that means the little uh, chaff of the grain. It just gets flown, It flies away. It's lightweight. They 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 they're just going to go. Now you can mix hot foot powder in with anything that they're going to step on put it in their shoes put it in their socks if you can when they're not home go into their sock drawers and just dust their socks with a little hot foot powder and pray psalms one just look it up online write it out recite it pray hard on it and that is my recommendation to get people to go and uh, you can also dust the bottoms of their shoes or, depending on what kind of shoes, they have oil the bottoms of their shoes with hot foot. And when they are not in the home, if you can, and they just leave their shoes lying around, put their shoes in such a way that their toes point to the door. Get you out of here. Get you out of here. But the one you love, point his shoes in from the door yeah. toward the bedroom. Now, you come in to me and you dress his shoes with love. Now, I'm going to turn it over um, to um, Papa G, and I'd like him to give us some ideas of um, anti-drug uh, and anti-alcohol spells. Okay.
3: Hello, Natalie. I'm uh, sorry to hear everything you're going through. The, what I did like some cards to see, and Cat was right on the right, exactly on the right track because it came up to say you got some bad people in the house. The only decision is to get them out. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um once you do that, you need you need to do things about you get him away from them because it's in one of the main things is you need to do work to em, make him empowered again and strengthen him and even your um relationship so that he has um well, I guess the you know the will to actually get off of the drugs and, and do the right thing so you can actually take some um ing- ingredients like loadstone and man- and magnetic sand and i would write out a, a petition of saying what you want for him you know maybe the way he used to be or the way he can be in the future uh, clean um on the right track and on one side of it, um, put the magn uh put the lodestone on the under underside and the other side dust it with magnetic sand. And it's sort of like bonding your um petition to you know, to give it solidity to um bring the thing you're wanting and take then you actually take that magnetic sand and anoint um some candles with it with things that would um Empower him. Um, you could do crown of success. Uh, Ms. Kat, what's a, what's a good oil for?
1: King Solomon, wisdom and clarity. I always think clarity is when someone has a drug or alcohol problem, as they say in, um, in Alcoholics Anonymous and in N.A., Narcotics Anonymous, you need that moment of clarity. And so I recommend that very highly. And then King Solomon Wisdom, to have wisdom in his head so he doesn't fall back apart again. And then you also might want to work with, depends on how you feel about angels, you might want to work with a guardian angel, spirit, um, but those are the things I would use.
3: Thank you. Things were, it was not coming to me. It?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've I used a lot, oh, Contra Manali, uh, now, you said run, devil, run, and used for addiction, too, back in the day. Contra Manali, why don't you jump in here? What do you use for – how do you use run, devil, run for addiction?
2: Yeah, so um, a couple things here. Um, One, I I did a real brief reading. I'm not going to go into it, but I will just say – it's great that you want to help the, your your partner, your boyfriend out, and, and I, I fully support that. But do so with some level of, of acceptance that if you cannot help him that you need to move on. Because there's something within him uh, that allows this to happen, uh, that there is an ongoing kind of emotional issue there that, that will kind of prop, pop up again in the future, even once you've gotten rid of these enablers. So bear that in mind. Run, Devil, Run is really old school. It was used back in the day for a lot of addiction issues. Cast Off, Evil, Clarity, King Solomon, as Ms. Kat mentioned, are all fantastic. But the um, Run, Devil, Run, the way it was used about to literally get rid of devils. And the idea was that addiction was a devil, that it was a devil that would haunt people, that would whisper in their ears, that would tug at their soul and, draw, and kind of drown them. And so you would use Run, Devil, Run not on the person, but on the addiction. You would take a little bit of the alcohol or a little bit of the drug or whatever it was and you would put it in Run Devil Run in a bottle and then toss it into a river. The idea being that you would trap the addiction and then get rid of it. And that was a very old school way of it. They even used it. I even saw it back in the day. And this is not a substitute for any type of psychiatric aid, I should mention. Uh, But I even saw it back in the day being used for for even mental health issues like a depression. Run Devil Run was believed to be used uh, in that regard. So with addiction, what you do is you use some type of alcohol. Uh, if you, if he has a favorite alcohol of his, if there's a drug, then you put, you mix that into the bottle, um, and then you shake that up, calling the devil of the addiction, right? The addiction devil, call it into it, and then toss it into a river and walk away without looking back. And that's to drive out the devils of addiction that are haunting. Your boyfriend, and it's a very great way of working. Additionally, what I would recommend when it comes to hot foot, I think Miss Cat gave you some fantastic recommendations and and some good ones. Um, especially because you don't want to put hot foot just randomly in your house. You want to put it where it contacts them, so like in their shoe, as she mentioned, using their sock. One place that I find works really well when it comes to people that are living in your home, their car. So you put a little bit of hot foot powder mixed with some dirt right where they'll walk through it next to their car by the driver's seat or whatever so that it gets on them. Alternatively, a a way of addressing it is that you use it in a bottle spell. So take a photo of all the people that you're trying to get out of your house. Go and get a little bit of their used sock from the hamper or whatnot. Make sure it's their sock and not anyone else's. Or you can go to where their shoes are and scrape the insole of the shoe to gather a bit of flakes and, and bits. And you're going to put that into a jar. And you're going to put seven nails into that jar, seven red peppers, seven black pepper seeds, a little bit of salt, and some vinegar. And you're going to pray over this and close up the jar. You can use a a cork uh, jar or you can use a metal one, whichever you prefer, with a metal top. But then you're going to poke a small little hole in the top. And it has to be small. This is very important. You're not making a big hole, a very small hole. Take this to where there is running water, where there's a a river or a creek or something, and you're going to dig a hole in the banks. You're going to dig a hole in the banks, and you're going to place the jar upside down in the hole, cover it up, and pray that as it runs out and runs into the river, so too will these people lose their power and their hold your boyfriend and will be driven out of your house. This is to both weaken their abilities, because you don't want to hot foot them and all of a sudden your boyfriend goes with them. You want to weaken their ability to have any influence over him and drive them out at the same time. And I think if you take this kind of approach of driving them out, weakening them, while also, as Ms. Cat and, and Papa G mentioned, working, working on him, clearing his mind up, I think that will solve the issue. But do so with the understanding that there is something within your boyfriend and that this issue may come up in the future. So you're going to have to have some honest conversations with him once the situation is passed, get him to you know, some, some long-term therapy, long-term treatment. It's not just an issue of, you know, being able to light a couple candles and then he's going to be fine. No, this may be an ongoing issue. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm okay. gonna... Go
1: ahead.
4: May I ask a quick question? about sure. protection. What kind of
1: protection should I use during the hot food? Oh, good question. Um, for for one thing, when you do hot foot work, you want to direct it against them. You don't just be rolling around in it yourself. Yep. If you do get a little on yourself, just wash yourself off, cleanse yourself. You can use anything that's like lemon scented to cut it off of you um, or any kind of um, cleansing product. But As far as protection for yourself, what I would recommend when you go into a situation where you are going to use hot foot or cursing material, I would first start off justified. In other words, I would say to myself, I do this work for uh, the good of all. I do it for the higher good of those who do not know that I'm working on them. I do not do it out of vengeance or for revenge. I only do this to bring peace to the home And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So you start with a prayer, right? And you don't have to do anything. You just pray from your heart. Then you do the work. And then afterwards, you're going to clean yourself. And you can use Chinese wash. You can use Van Van uh, oil or bath crystals. Again, you can use any kind of lemon-scented product to cut the line between that and, the, and what you did. Um, and people will then say, you know, I, I did this work um, out of a pure spirit. I did it for the good of the household. I did it for the good of those, even those I drove away. I did it for the good of those who remain and the good of those I drove away. Let God be the judge. Let their paths be open to them, to where they must go, but they must not stay here. And I ask this in Jesus' name. If I have done wrong, if I have done wrong, Lord, forgive me. Now, if you feel that you worked yourself up into a big temper and you want to do a real heavy cleansing, you get some hyssop herb. But again, it depends on what you can find locally or order through the Internet. Hyssop herb, you would say Psalms 51, and that is called Cleanse Me With Hyssop, Though my sins be scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. And many people do get relief by using that hyssop because they work themselves up into quite a state when they did the, the, the drive-away curse, the hot foot curse. And so hyssop cleans you and takes everything off, and you reset yourself and start fresh again. Okay? And you ask God for, to forgive you if you overdid it, <laughs> or if you cursed the wrong ones, or whatever, you know.
2: Once they're okay. gone, you want to do some work to kind of seal and protect the house to ensure that the house never becomes kind of a den of drugs and alcohol again. Um, and this is important because you want to make sure that you create the right environment after they're gone, right, so that they, he never finds a purchase or or, or something to, that will bring him back into that kind of lifestyle. And one of the things that I use, particularly in situations like this, which is kind of uh, mental, emotional, and whatnot. Eucalyptus works really well. You can buy some eucalyptus uh, leaves and burn them as an incense in the house. It It's really fantastic. It uplifts. It's strong. It brings a level of mental clarity. It drives out evil. Um, you can also just put a couple bit, a couple drops of eucalyptus oil into kind of a uh, an oil warmer, and that'll that'll kind of bring the scent throughout the house. I prefer kind of burning it, but some people don't like the smell of smoke, and it is going to smoke quite a bit. Um, but you would burn the eucalyptus in the home, going from room to room, or you'd have that scent the, the oil warmer going from room to room, driving out the kind of negative and the bad, driving out anything that may be residual, really kind of shifting everything spiritually. Then get yourself a living basil plant that you're going to keep in the kitchen or in the home in the kind of common area. Basil, as long as the basil is alive, it will keep evil from the home. It will bring peace. It will bring bring clarity. And then finally, sprinkle the home with peace water. Peace water is a fantastic way of really ch- – especially if you've driven someone out with hot foot, Right? bring some of that peace water out to kind of cool off that fire to bring in the waters of peace to bring in serenity to kind of change the entire tone you want to shift everything so that when he comes when your boyfriend comes home he's not coming home to the same vibe he's not coming home to the same tension he's coming home to a place of serenity and comfort and this three-step approach will help to do that to shift the tone of the house eucalyptus uh, living
1: basil and then peace water those are wonderful ways to work. You know, we always talk about casting out the demons and, and you know, casting off the evil, but you nature abhors a vacuum. And yes. um and I don't mean a vacuum cleaner, I mean a vacuum. So you have to bring something positive into the center that as you cast the things away, otherwise you end up with a vacant house. And you're always looking for when when there are people around you who are negative and must be put away. You know what What I always say, if, if, you're a, if you lose a friend, you want to gain a friend. And if you lose housemates because they are not good, think about the kind of good housemates you would like to attract and think about bringing in someone of uh, exceptional high quality who wants to be working with you. Now, I'm going to say one more thing about... Um, Uh, casting away addictions. I don't think we discussed this, and that is something called couch grass or knot grass. And this is um, a kind of runner grass. Uh, Some people, different species of it, but it's like a a grass that has little knots in it, little running uh, threads of uh, the stem and roots. And you can wrap that around the addictive substance. So I've seen people to take a you know, a little ball of wax and and to put in a little marijuana in that ball of wax and then wrap that all around with that couch grass or runner grass and then – uh, put it away, bury it in a graveyard and say, I bury the spirit of addiction of marijuana. Or it might be alcohol. If it's alcohol and you know the kind of liquor that the person drinks and it's not beer, you can get those little mini bottles. If it's beer, you're just going to wrap that couch grass around a bottle of beer and bury the whole bottle or can of beer. Um, for people who have a sugar addiction, again, you can take some sugar, roll it up with wax, make a ball, and then wrap that all around all over with the couch grass. I tie you down, your devils. I tie you down. On your devil's M and and put that out and bury it in a graveyard, okay? Um, that is a fantastic form of work that has been used. You can also mix cast-off evil uh, powders or incense powder with the, the uh, couch grass and press it around a wax ball, for instance, as an example. There are many ways to do this work, and I hope these find you some uh, good ideas to do. And we wish you all the best. Call us back if you need more instruction or more help or if you want a reading. All right. Next up, we're going to have uh, a little bit of um, music and uh, some uh, announcements, and we're going to have um, our free spell.
0: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condrum and Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fid and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Danyan, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch the Priestess and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lefay. Friday, six to seven, all time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com And now it's time for our free spell segment with Papa G of whitemojo.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Papa g Thank you Papa Noon. Um,
3: This could be considered a spell, maybe some instructions or um, further talk on how to do things for the holidays, but it's about gingerbread men, using them as effigies. And um, you would use them in the same way you would do doll babies, or, you know, think of a gingerbread voodoo doll, if you want to say it that way. And if you can make your own, that's even better. There's lots of recipes online because if you can make your own, you can put lots of intention into every every step you take when you're mixing it. Um, If you can make your own, or let's say if you can get some plain ones. You can also decorate them to allow each cookie to represent a certain person. Maybe you're going to take them to the office and give them to lots of people. Well, make each one a little different because you're working on different people. But a couple of things I have for taking care of maybe some enemies would be a little bit more baneful with gingerbread men. So, like I said, you can use them like a doll baby. So, for working on an enemy, you're going to bless the cookie in the name of that person. You may do this with putting their picture underneath it or however you want to, but you you name that gingerbread man after that person. And every day for nine days. Break off a piece of the cookie and grind it with your fingers until it's nothing but cookie crumbles. Store it in a plastic bag, and when the nine days are up, you're going to take that bag of crumbles and dispose of it off your property. One method is to take it into a public restroom and flush the contents down the toilet. Not the bag, but the contents. Um, You can always... Do it the old school way. Um, take it to the crossroads, dump it out there, walk away without looking back. And you might also also use the crumbles to load the bottom of a skull candle in order to influence the person. Um, an alternate method uh, I've heard of is biting off. You've heard of the term. I'm going to chew you up and spit you out. So mm-hmm. you may choose a yeah. certain number of yeah. Choose a certain number of days. That you're going to do this and bite off a piece of that gingerbread man or whoever this person is, chew it up and spit it out, but do it off of your property line. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to bury things in their property. I like to get them off of my property. I don't want them on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and there's also a more loving way to do um, things. Kat, you mentioned one.
1: Yes, we I I did. I've, I Yeah, I... um. I like to use a gingerbread man for love. Now, uh, ginger is spicy, but it's not painful. It's a a warming spice. Lebkuchen is made with gingerbread, and gingerbread is very good for the heart. And um, cinnamon also. So make a gingerbread man cookie or buy one, and you can frost it yourself, or you can have them come frosted. And um, if you get the kind that are a little bit more sexually explicit, You can frost them with a little erection, just as an example, I might say. Or you might put little frosting breasts and a little pussy slit on them, whatever you like. And then you're going to lick your gingerbread man or woman, as the case may be. Now, I I like to lick my gingerbread man. And you just lick them nicely, and you just say, now, this is what you get. If you come get me, you're going to get this nice little licking, and you're going to love it. And then I'm just going to eat you up, but you do it and (laughs) swallow it. I'm going to eat you up and swallow. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: the, I, on that same thing, if you want to put two lovers together, if you are baking the cookies, this doesn't really work if, if you buy them. But if you are baking them, you can baptize two different cookies before you bake them and then stack them on top of each other. And when you bake it, they will become one cookie bound together. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you can, you know, tie it up with a pretty pink or red ribbon and sort of put them to bed in a little box with red or pink fabric inside. Now, don't work on it too long because, you know, the cookie is going to go bad. But you can bury it on your property before the cookies go bad while they're still, you know, pretty to look at, nice to work with. hmm Well, I'm going to tell you
1: another thing thing you could do with those rather than bury them before the cookies go bad. You make those two little cookies go together face-to-face, and you talk your way through that, and then you um, arrange for your lover to to come in, and uh, I made a gingerbread cookie just for you, but you give them your gingerbread cookie, right? Yes. And you eat Theirs. So that's your mutual eating gingerbread cookie, right? If yeah. you make your own, you can put some personal concerns in, too. You're not going to want to put a hair or fingernails, not something that can be mm-hmm. found that way. But skin cells, sweat, anything like that can go into the thing. And you can make a fun uh, male and female gingerbread cookie. Let them sit together after you frost them. Let them sit together, like he said, face to face and pray over them. Maybe we always be together, you know, head to head, hand to hand, toe to you-know-what, you know and then uh, just gently prime apart and present them on a little plate. Here's your gingerbread cookie. Here's mine. If you have the kind of a lover who will link arms with you, you know how people will link arms and they'll drink a glass of wine off? Each of them drinks their own glass, but their arms are linked when they do it? When I was a kid, we used to do that with Coca-Cola. Well, if you can eat your gingerbreads that way, let's eat our gingerbreads And we eat our gingerbreads with our arms linked. And, um, boy, that is a way to link two people together, and they will stay together for that year. You know, you
3: could, as we're talking about this, it occurred to me, you can also, not to eat, but you could get that bakeable clay and make Mm. uh, two Mm -hmm. ginger people with their arms linked together, and you bake it to become a gingerbread person or whatever, ornament,
1: that's another thing yeah bakeable clay like FIMO yeah you can use those mm-hmm. cut out cookie cutouts to make little gingerbread men out of FIMO but they really would be I'd put some personal concerns in them too right I'm say one other, one other thing about gingerbread men now you can decorate them in many many ways like I, I mentioned sexually but uh, say you want your gingerbread man to come to you with a pot of gold well you can cut out a separate little piece to bake onto it which would be that dollar sign bag of gold and you want your gingerbread Man to bring you the money when he comes, right? So, there's I just many want to say ways. This, Go ahead.
2: I just wanted to jump in here because this reminds me a lot of, of the rice doll babies that are made in South Asia and Southeast Asia, in which it's used right. almost predominantly for love, but they're made doll babies out of rice and then it's consumed. Huh.
1: Yeah. Sticky rice. You can take them make a sticky rice and make little doll babies and usually they are kinda of lightly toasted so they hang together. Um okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go all the way here. Sushi doll babies. <laughs> Pancake. um,
3: <laughs> little pancakes. Little shakes and pancakes.
1: Pancakes are good and uh, gold coin pancakes are good too for money. But um think about sushi um sushi lovers. Again, uh, there was an old um song called What's That Smell Like Fish Mama Honey You Don't Really Want to Know and um, those little fish sushi can stand a little bit of licking too alright and um, with that happy holidays to everybody
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: people be scared thank to go to other
1: people's houses now <laughs> yeah well thank you thank you so much Papa G for all those holiday treat offerings uh, we're going to turn this over to um, papa newt he's going to read our final closing announcements and we're all going to come back and we're all going to say good night in our own special way so papa newt take it away
0: Thank you, Miss Cat, and Congressman Ali, and thank you, Papa G of whitemojo.com in Nashville, Tennessee for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when, we'll, uh, when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers will be Chaz Bogan of Walnut Creek, California, ChazBogan.com Once again, we come into an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodie Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Kat via the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and con- Man Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from Papa Newt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Who work Workout Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio by 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in our code by luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here, and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar streams of the Memphis Jugman plane, the Jugman Wolf. Well, thanks, everybody. Goodbye
1: Goodbye Papa Newt And um, thank you so much Papa G It
3: was fun I have a new ideas now
1: <laughs> Well that's what happens When a bunch of us crazies get together we all, we all come up with new ideas You gave me some And we all shared some <laughs> Thank oh, yeah. you Conjurman Ali For being here with us as always
2: It's always a pleasure
1: all righty, and now, uh, guys, start saving your money for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, April 14th and 15th in Santa Rosa, California, which will be united with the Sonoma County Santa Rosa Mystic Fair. So there's going to be vendors, I mean, quite different than we've done before, uh, vendors, workshops, books, giveaways. We'll have it all online for you very soon. That's April 14th and 15th, 2018. Good night. Good night, all. Good
2: night. Good night.